Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. And welcome back to Wrong and Wrong. James, I'm done. I'm freaking done. I hate you. I hate... I, mm. I hate this show. I hate. I, I, I love you, James. I don't hate anything. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I love you, James. I love everything about this show, and I can't believe after all this time we're still here. You and I were like married couple, James. It's just James and Steve, and wrong and wronger, and the ampersand kind of defines the relationship between the hosts and the two parts of the show. How are you doing tonight? I would like to commend you for not doing a bit tonight. That was just the real you, the real drunken, de <laughs> desperate, sad you. So thanks for keeping it real. Wow. Well, you are here on Wrong and Wronger, and you've got us. But what you've stumbled upon, and uh, this is actually real wine. I feel like Father Schaefer at St. <laughs> James Elementary School. You've stumbled upon the podcast where we get lit. No, we don't. But we do have a good pre-show party. And then argue about topics that seem to mean nothing to nobody. But with all the feedback we get and all the votes in the poll, we know that a lot of you enjoy the show and the arguments. And James, tonight we got a good one. Yes, we What are do. we arguing about right now? This one, this one could come to blows. What's the best type of bacon, crispy or chewy? Crispy or chewy bacon. This one has led to some tension between my wife and I because I keep thinking she likes it the way I do and then she gets mad when I order it that way or get bacon back from the buffet from her the way I like it because she likes it exactly the opposite. I assume your wife has good taste and you don't, so we'll just we'll agree right there. She married me? Well, okay. What else can you possibly need? I'm going to concede a point to you for once. Clearly she has terrible judgment. <laughs> you win this round. Well, we always begin with a compliment, and I'm sure yours this week has to do with the poll and my victory. <laughs> I smoked you like a pack of Marlboros this week. Did you happen to see the numbers? So you won, but I think you won because the numbers for the random were so close. My number was 28, the random was 29, what? and you just get to split the vote. It happens. I was wow. I was done in by the dice, because let's face it, let's be honest here, wrong and wronger aside, you would never ever in a million years choose a hot dog over a hamburger. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Every week it seems like, and I know we've talked about this a hundred times before, but all of the feedback underneath the video, underneath your Twitter posts on Facebook, all of it leans one direction, whichever way it is, either you or me, and then the votes seem to go the other direction. It's the craziest study in human psychology and, and the way people <laughs> operate in groups I've ever seen. Yeah, it just, just goes to show you the most vocal complainers usually are not the ones who represent the majority. <laughs> Ooh, I kind of like the way you've reframed that. That's good stuff. But don't let me step on your compliment because this is the high point of my week. And as you know, my week has taken a tragic turn in the last 20 minutes. But that's neither here nor there. 
what am I going to hear from you that's going to lift my spirit? I would like to compliment you for being the most frail human being I have ever met. We've been doing this podcast for just over a year, and you have had two legitimate medical emergencies that were hilarious to everyone but you. Last, oh my God. last year you had like a kidney stone or something. You did the yeah, you did the podcast yeah. like like bedridden with a bag of pe- frozen peas on you, and then today today I find out you have to do this podcast standing up because you threw out your back and you had to call me for a delay to start this because it took you (laughs) so long to walk up the stairs i laughed for real for like five minutes it it just it did not stop amusing me so thank you for supplying me with an endless amount of pain to laugh at (laughs) my wife did one of those things which is uh you're gonna go upstairs to record this yeah you're gonna get upstairs to record this yeah (laughs) And then she sort of stood at the bottom of the steps with her arms crossed, tapping a foot, watching me try to get up the steps. I could tell there was a lot of empathy and sympathy wrapped into the look of disdain that she gave me. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure underneath all that loathing was was caring. That's that's how you interact with everybody, assuming feelings that aren't there. (laughs) Well, it's the only way I get through life, James. What else am I going to do? I don't know. Take some painkillers, maybe. Lay down (laughs) and do something other than this podcast. (laughs) Well, my compliment to you, James, goes back to a point I've made many times over and over, which is, that's redundant, by the way, which is that you continue to throw yourself out in every avenue you can find. I saw you popped up on another podcast this last week. And I don't know, they get maybe seven or eight views, but to you, that's seven or eight more views than you would have gotten otherwise. So congratulations to you to make sure that there is no stone unturned to get your social media presence as widespread as you can. I don't think I have ever said no to a podcast, including the one I do with you. (laughs) You want me to be on... Well, the irony... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the irony is that's how we got together in the first place. It is. You offer me a podcast. I'm like, this is a terrible idea. Yes, I will be a guest. (laughs) (laughs) And we just never split apart because I have as bad a judgment as you do. Well, that's part of the marriage thing. Like, divorce (laughs) is in bad taste at this point. Yeah, really. I, I mean, who would want the kids? Of the, I mean, just, if we break up, who gets the podcast? I would make you take it. I don't want to touch this thing. <laughs> Are you kidding? This has ruined my whole career. Look <laughs> at my back right now, James. I blame the stress of having to do this podcast tonight. Yeah, that obviously. Did, did you throw your, your back 20 minutes before this podcast or was it earlier? No, it started going sideways yesterday and uh, it's gotten progressively worse today. So I've been laying on a heating pad for the last probably hour and a half. We've been watching The Sopranos, getting all of those episodes under our belts. And I stood up at 10 to 8 to come upstairs and set up, and I couldn't stand up. Like, I couldn't stand. It was uh, just, I don't want to bore you with the details, but the bottom line is don't ever get old. You need one of those, like, hand carts that they use for fridges, and your, your wife could just put you on there and wheel you around in a standing position. Yeah, I'll be like uh, Hannibal Lecter. I'll have one of those leather face masks on, and I'll be on like a furniture dolly. Hannibal Lecter without the charm. There you go. That's Steve Olivas in a nutshell. (laughs) There's a good t-shirt. That's cool. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to flip the coin. And by the way, don't forget, you had laryngitis that one time, too. We were going to have one of your kids sit in for you to do the podcast. We're trying to come up with different ideas of how to get around you not being able to talk. I did not miss a single episode. I lost my voice for like a month. And I was here every week. And I believe I won every single one of those episodes. Clean sweep. Flawless victory. 
Well, I'm going for the sympathy vote this week, but I'm not going to need it because I'm going to win the debate. What do the two sides of the Guam quarter of fate represent for you today, James? Heads, heads up, crispy. Tails up, chewy. Heads is crispy. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't catch this and it falls to the ground, it's going to be the last time either one of us ever <laughs> see the Guam quarter of fate. So here we go. I got to tip my cap back a little. Ah, got it. And it is actually heads. You have crispy. Well, that's good because this is how the majority of Americans eat their bacon. You know, nobody, nobody says, ooh, chewy bacon. Like, if you see an advertisement for bacon on TV, it is crispy. You need it to snap off there. It has all the flavor baked in. You get that extra texture, that hardness to, to counteract whatever you're using it as a garnish on top of. It's the way bacon is done. If you were to do a poll of how do you like your bacon, crispy or chewy, 95% of Americans would choose crispy. Why do you hate mm. America, Steve? Mm. That's not the way it goes. You know, the funny thing about this is normally your opening argument goes on for about four or five minutes because you've got a whole freight train full of stuff to say. This time, not so much. All you can say is, well, everybody likes it that way. No, that ain't the deal. And chewy is kind of a misnomer for bacon that's not crispy. Crispy's only converse is not chewy. It's just bacon that's not overcooked. You burn that stuff, all those carcinogens get seared into place. They go right to your carotid artery. You're going to die if you eat crispy (laughs) bacon all the time, James. I don't know what you have against life. But chewy bacon, and let me not say chewy, that makes it sound gross. Just bacon that's cooked the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's not chewy, it's just not burnt to a piece of charcoal. You don't want a briquette on your BLT, you want something to add a little flavor. If all of the fat in the bacon, which is where the flavor, you got salt and you got fat coming together, if all that fat is just burned out, you don't get any of the succulents. The fat is what brings a little bit of grease, a little bit of juice, and a lot of flavor. That's why people love bacon. You can't fry it until it's nothing. Why don't you just end up, you you chew into like some gravel in your driveway, but this is good bacon. You've got to have it the way that makes the most sense when it comes to a culinary delight. That's why I like it. Just cooked perfectly. You know, you, you you had one thing right. Chewy is not a good name for that type of bacon. We should call it what Thank it you. is. Undercooked. Yeah. Not finished bacon. <laughs> Gross. You sit there and it's just like, it's slimy and it's congealed and it's not quite warm enough. It's just not what? done. We don't we don't eat raw meat. We don't eat undercooked hamburger. We don't eat, you know, all these things we've been warned about that you're going to die because it's still, it's still got... The, the bacteria in it. You're not cooking it to a safe temperature. If somebody sent you, you know, wiggly, floppy bacon at a restaurant, you would send it back. That's gross. You can't trust it. You want, the, you know. What, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. We've come up with a new name. So instead of chewy, we'll call it wiggly. Okay. Wiggly bacon. You're gross, disgusting, wiggly, like a worm bacon. Uh, you're not going to eat that. And as for the fat, the fat gets baked in with the flavor. As you cook it, as it gets harder, those fats are incinerated and the flavor is released into the rest of the bacon. It is aromatic. Yes, that's... We got the science. Yeah, I'm sorry that you're trying to spread misinformation about crispy bacon, but that's... That's how it is. And then you can, you know, when you put it on top of other things, like if you get a donut with bacon on top, have you ever had one of those big donuts? Oh, my God. It's amazing. And you know what they put? It's a hate crime. They put crispy bacon on there because putting wiggly bacon on there would be incredibly unsanitary. (laughs) Hey, here's some uncooked bacon full of all these 
these pork diseases. Enjoy. No, you put crispy bacon on there. It gives you the snap to go with the soft, you know, savory texture of this sweet, sweet donut. And it comes together and it is perfection. But all of this, every the whole bacon craze, it all depends on crispy bacon. Because floppy bacon is nothing. It's gross. It makes you back away. You can't put it on top of anything. It's a deal breaker and it's a night ender. And it's probably going to make you end up on the toilet the next day. I mean, there's right. there's no upside to Wiggly Bacon, Steve, and I don't know how you can possibly defend it. Yeah, well, trichinosis aside, I remember you saying a while ago that you're the one who does the cooking in your house. So the fact that the only two options are basically raw and dethawed or overcooked and burnt to a crisp, it doesn't shock me, James. <laughs> the rest of us have a middle ground, a center stripe of the road that is perfection. And that is where bacon needs to be. You get it too crisp, it can like puncture the roof of your mouth, it can get into your gums, it gets wedged in between your teeth. Nah, good succulent bacon, it just kind of rolls with everything else in your mouth. Or you can grab a handful of it, make like a bacon baseball and just eat it like an apple. You can't do that with the crispy. The crispy, if you pick it up and accidentally drop it on your plate, it's like a bacon jigsaw puzzle. Like nobody needs that with breakfast. They want the bacon to land, boom, pick it right up, put it back in your mouth. I'm talking about simple logistics logistics of eating, James. You're talking about not knowing how to cook. And for that, I feel very bad for you. Did, did I hear you correctly that you're advocating taking wiggly bacon and rolling it up in a baseball-sized ball and just chopping out of it? Is that is that what I heard? Oh, oh baby, now you're making me hungry. <laughs> yes, yes! I, I can't even fathom anything more disgusting. But as for your comments about crispy <laughs> bacon poking you in the roof of the mouth, I understand yeah. why you don't like crispy bacon now. You are the most injury-prone yeah. person on the face of the earth. You can't pee without hurting yourself. You can't walk upstairs without hurting yourself. And you can't eat bacon without hurting yourself. I get it, Steve. And I'm sorry the world is so scary for you. But for everybody else who can wander around and isn't a walking insurance claim, who can just navigate the world safely, crispy bacon is wonderful. It makes life worth living. It's, it's you know, it's nice and firm and stable and gives you exactly what you want and exactly the right firmness and and that's all i ask from life don't take this away from me steve let happiness live one point of clarity before you roll those dice it wasn't peeing with pain it's that i couldn't pee at all <laughs> i would love for it to have hurt just to be able to pee oh your life is gross in so many ways i can't even begin all right so we're gonna roll these right, dice what do we got so, how are people going to know how to vote for Steve again next week? Good there's lord, no way that's they're... almost getting like embarrassing. <laughs> I keep beating you. One week in a row. One week. Was it two? No, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, if you want to vote for crispy bacon and America and flavor, vote for twelve. If you want to vote for wiggly, gross, half alive, soft, unedible bacon, oh, vote wow. for forty-seven. And if you want to 40... throw your vote away. Vote for 61. All right. 12 for Breakwell. The fact that it's another very low and almost insignificant number <laughs> doesn't shock me. 47 for Olivas. 47 is really the perfect number because that was the age where my life started to go bad. Like, 47 was still good. I still remember 47 very fondly. So if you want to vote for the winner, stick with somebody who you know is going to bring you to that finish line come hell or high water. Because even though I'm injured, I have to stand to do this podcast. Because if I sit, my wife is going to need the jaws of life to get me up again. Vote for Steve, 47. And don't listen to the fake news and all the editorializing 
realizing that Breakwell is doing, stick with the facts, stick with good bacon, and stick with wrong and wronger. You can come back next week and find out how badly I beat Breakwell and listen to another scintillating, sizzling, wiggly debate just like this one. Until then, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for the exploding unicorn James Breakwell saying, keep watching, keep listening, keep hitting that subscribe button, get the alerts, you'll know whenever we pop a new one up. And remember, two wrongs can make a right.